is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are discussing Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, episode six of season 11. Oh, let me just tell you, we finally get some Erica answers. We do. Um, I'm not, I'll tell you this right off the bat. You know what percent I'm buying of Erica's reasons for her split with Tom? <laughs> How about zero percent? Yeah. I'm not buying any of it. I'm yeah. not. I, I All of the BS that she came up with, they were drifting apart. Oh, I They know. were. Um, I was like, stop. He you pushed cannot... me further and further away. And our marriage was headed down a really shitty path. Yeah. Bullshit. I'm like, bullshit, yeah, the shitty bullshit. path was jail. Yes, that's the path <laughs> that you were headed on, jail. Oh, my God. The shitty gosh. path was jail and poverty. And you frantically, I mean, ugh. Okay, this is my curse is to, like, still be overly considering all sides. So as much as I feel like we witnessed a whole lot of calculated bullshit in this episode, that I cannot wait to dig into deeper. I still feel that it is not possible to know how long she was really aware of like the gravity of the situation. I just, because again, I do think, and I think we learned on an even deeper level this episode, the things that I do think are real, which are the things she talked about in terms of like, what Tom's like as a person day to day, what the agreement and like basically was in their marriage. And like, it did make me have to think about the fact that like, oh yeah, she was really young when they met and she was 30 years younger than him. And she was like, basically beholden to this man who was like, you can be my pretty arm candy and I'll give you what you want materially. But in terms of like emotionally, it was, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Okay. I'll so, all that. of that is to say, it is still not that hard for me to imagine a world where she's like, okay, I don't get, I'm not going to get to be in love the way other people are. But this man has been good to me, almost like a father. And I get to live all these other dreams of mine. And I'm okay with that. And he gives me whatever I want. And so like him, her just getting deposits of money into her account and being like, great. And like not analyzing it, not needing to know details. Like, is that really so hard for you to imagine? Okay. Until, okay. until, you know, the last year. So there's two sides of it then. Okay. Right. So there's the side of what was the reason why they got divorced. Mm-hmm. And then there's the legal side. Of but it. the reason and they got divorced is the legal side. Okay, I know. That's why there's overlap between the two. But she's weaving this narrative that she can't, the only issues, and she can't talk about this stuff is because like Tom is such a good lawyer. Right. And I can't talk about the divorce because he's just going to litigate the hell out of it. Yeah. And I get what your point is, but... Once again, the timing of it is all so suspect. It's not like Tom became a different person this year. He's always been yeah. this way. And so it's like, oh, so now you've had enough? No, no, no. You've had enough because you're losing everything. I know, but I'm saying like, 
is it really that hard to imagine that she did not know that so much of the wealth she was getting from him was him stealing from clients? You know, and yeah, then that, I mean, and then the they question. get hit with which what we just found out. We we read through a quick timeline really fast to just like match it up with what she said and make sure that we know what we're talking about. And it does look like she was called to testify for the first time on on the Lion Air victim flight lawsuit in May of 2020, which that is the first I've heard of that. I thought September was the first thing, but I, and she didn't actually testify then, but that means that she knew at least then that something shady was going on at that point. Cause she was being asked to testify in something. Is it that crazy to imagine that like she gets hit with that and that's when the, the house of cards falls down and she's like, Tom, what are you involved in? And he's like, you know what I mean? No, that's and then not- suddenly she's like, oh, my God, you're a con man and you've been stealing. And I like, is that possible? I think it's possible. I will say that if you like going and looking at some of the clips and the flashbacks in this episode. Mm-hmm. OK, they showed a, a clip from the Tahoe trip. Yeah. And they were talking. I, I can't even remember what they were talking about, like a personality trait. And she goes on and says, oh, that's why Tom and I are so good together. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. If I was in her shoes, if you want to deflect um, suspicion away from yourself, why do you not start laying the breadcrumbs in advance that you're not happy? Because what you're coming at now... Well, she would argue that to protect herself, she's always had to obsessively protect Tom's reputation. And she's so private. So like, yeah, she knew what was going on then. But her whole thing is like, legally, I couldn't have told you guys. I know, but she doesn't have to get into it. She gave a bunch of personal reasons this week. Not having to do with like any, just just personal Tom personality, Tom's personality, their relationship, they're growing apart. That's all open game. You can easily talk about that with your friends. That's not any legal thing that you're missing. And I'm wondering why... I know she's private, but doesn't right. it, does, it would make sense because if you were on well, that Tahoe like, trip, oh, you know what? Yeah, we are like this last year has been tough on us. We are kind of going through some stuff rather than showing everyone. Oh, yeah, that's why Tom and Tom and I are great. Tom and I are great. And then a week later or three days or however long later, you're coming out and you're saying I filed for divorce. Right. Then so, people are going to get suspicious for the reasons why. So you're more saying like it seems like. Do you think that the divorce itself was still them plotting together or her frantic way of trying to detach from his bullshit? I keep going back and forth. I on know. It. I keep I know. going back and forth on it because I also think. I think it's right now. I think it's them plotting together still. Really? I kind of do. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously I'm fully owning the fact that like I don't claim to be someone that I I think people who pretend like they can see people lying are like full of crap. Like if someone is good. Are you calling me full of crap? (laughs) No, no. But I'm just saying like Erica's performance was convincing and especially the parts where she did. And look, it's probably all strategic, like you said, but 
the and it's probably why it's even more effective because Erica Jane has historically held all personal details very close to the vest. So her the vest, the chest, the chest, close to the chest. Do those both work? <laughs> um. So when she does let out like any snippet of like getting to see behind the curtain, you know, of like Tom being a dick or like some of the ways that she described him, it it hits more because you're like, oh, my gosh, she doesn't ever say anything. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, wow, like I could see how regardless of how much materially you were getting and convincing yourself that that was enough over time, it can still be pretty miserable and lonely to be living that life um, without someone to share it with who gives a shit about you. Definitely. You know, and, uh, but it's also exactly why it wouldn't be that surprising because she's always held things so close to her vest. <laughs> um, it's also why it wouldn't be that surprising that, of course, this would be calculated how she would divulge. I mean, I definitely think before she went in to Parisian party, which is where we pick up on that amazing shot that we have to revisit of <laughs> her walking in the door with the crucifix behind her. It's just epic. Um, the Parisian party and the dumpling party. I mean... It seems of, calculated. Yes, and it of course, calculated. I mean, there's no way she didn't talk to her lawyers before that. No. Like, she knew she was going to be on camera and that these camera moments were probably going to be crucial to her life and how the public perceived her six months later. So, I just, I think there's fishy things. I still cannot hold her, like fully responsible for the actions of Tom yet as a full co-conspirator. I'm not necessarily saying that though. All, okay. At the same time, I'm not saying she's 100% a co-conspirator. Like, I, okay. There's been stuff about how, like it's come out recently that um, his law firm actually loaned Erica Jane $20 million in recent years like two $10 million loans that apparently his partners were completely unaware of. But again, like you hear from watching the housewife and the hustler, you hear those voicemails of him. You hear the way he speaks to people. He is the con man of all con men. And so like, even that, is there a world where like, did they plan that together so that it wouldn't be taxable? Or some, I don't know. The money stuff is all intertangled with all of this, and we don't know how it's playing out yet, you know? And so... Intertangled. Intertangled? <laughs> <laughs> it's intertangled in the vest. The, um, <laughs> the it, you know, the, I don't know how the scheme works in terms of the splitting the I assets know, and I the know. divorce. You know, it's like, we don't know the inner workings of all of that. And as they say, follow the money. <laughs> and someone needs to follow the money. I know. But I feel like you're getting, you're getting, I don't care. You're getting annoyed by my devil's advocating or my naivete. But I'm like, but then you go, I'm not saying that. So I'm like, what are you saying? What are you saying on a base level? What do you think? Like, how do you disagree with me right now? I think she knew more than she didn't. Okay. 
I think in terms of the stealing from yes. people, victims. Yes. I okay. think she knew more than she didn't. Um, I do think that she and them kind of worked out this thing about the, I think the divorce is kind of a sham. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. That's where so I'm you at even right felt now. that way with like her and her new house and. Yeah. That. I don't know. I mean, Erica is, she's, she never gives us a whole lot. Like it's, she's hard to read. Yeah. You know, everything's hidden. Like I've said, she has a lot of stuff that we do not know about in her life. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of no, stuff. For sure. The mob, the I keep keep coming back to the mob, but like there's, <laughs> you can't get over that. If you one. have, if you have, like, if you've testified in mob things, you have stuff going on. Like, I yeah. just, I don't know. I, so she doesn't give me personally the benefit of the doubt to be like, I'm gonna believe you full bore here. I know, and I guess that I've always. The fact that I've always loved her and like empathized with her unique position. Like how she's just owned it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like making me do the opposite thing as you. But I totally get why you're saying that. Well, because also- yeah, she's really never given us a lot. And so it does feel like I don't know. I mean, I everything would... is so strategized and performative. And it has to be right now for legal reasons. And it would be, I mean. Everyone on Twitter is bitching because they're like, that's what de- the situation Denise Richards was in last year, but nobody cared or sympathized. Yeah. And I'm like, don't care. Not um, it's different. <laughs> here's the thing. I would like to be wrong. Erica has always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but isn't it just more fun to think that this whole thing is a setup yeah, and a sham? Suppose, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun limb to be on I will I say. have to say one of my favorite things so like she shows up at the Parisian party and everyone's basically just like sitting there like okay so when are you going to address it and it's like awkward because we don't for a while um but just the best line when she's in her interview thing she's like I let go of my Lamborghini my 16,000 square foot home and my marriage and I was just like the order of is yeah. so telling. Yeah. Like not to mention you replaced <laughs> you replaced your Lamborghini with, with a, a new, new Range Rover. And that's how this whole conversation yeah. started. And the house and your little baby dollhouse that oh my you God, to your as itty bitty baby dollhouse. Is three bedroom, two bath, nearly two point five million dollars. Yeah. So I'm sorry. And it was gorgeous and it's like my dream house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I agree at the Parisian party. She, so she says that in the interview, she's telling everyone that she's leaving because she was emotionally lonely, which that I totally was cockeyed at. I was like, oh, please. Like, maybe I would believe that coming off of a pandemic. If you guys had had some really close intertwined daily life relationship before, but we all know better because we know, like, if we know anything about you, we know that you're barely ever with your husband. So to act like, oh, this last year, I don't know. It was just like, please, that's, I mean, I guess she couldn't go anywhere. But still, I was like, this is hard for me to believe. Yeah. Uh, Which that reminds me, I'm skipping forward when we're at the dumpling event. Okay. It just made me laugh. Another thing she said where I'm like, okay, Erica, when she's talking about her 90 day like celibacy vow and how hard it's going to be. And by the 90 days, and I'm just sitting here like you are not convincing anyone 
that you have had sex with Tom in the last 90 days, let alone years. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever this test is you're doing, it has nothing... (laughs) Who else have you been sleeping with? We're not. Who are we talking about, really? We're not convinced that Tom is a dynamo in bed. He's if not you will. the virile eighty-two-year-old that she virile, wants us to believe yes, that he that's is. That's the word I was looking for. I was just like, stop! Like, please stop! That's where you lost me. But even with the loneliness thing, it was like, again, that would maybe be believable if you weren't both deposed in September, like over a month before, and then. So she tells everyone that she spent about 30 days like paring down all these aspects of her life in preparation for this. So what does that tell you? I mean, so that means like the entire 30 days before she knew and you get there's those shots of her with her assistant people like in her room. They're talking about what sections they're selling to what these are not being donated. I'm like, this is something that someone does who is frantic to liquidate their assets before someone can take them away. And that, yes, see, that that plays into... Which a woman could be doing in advance of trying to get independence from her husband. You're right, so that's what you're thinking. Because this is the point I was making with her reasons about doing all of this stuff. Right. Is because, oh, Tom is just such a... Yes, Tom is just such a good lawyer and he's going to try to take everything from me if I don't. And you have to decide... Are you do you, are you buying that or is this because of the legal proceedings going on behind the scenes that no one else is privy to? Right. And I think it's the legal things. Yeah. Yeah. Though I will say again, I felt like there was things that came up about their relationship and the way he treated her and some of those flashbacks. Yeah. From that dinner, I completely forgot cuz I remember at the time being so focused on how he lashed out at one of the women that we couldn't stand. I think it was like someone that was on the season for like one second. I oh, cannot remember. Lashed, lashed out at LVP. LVP okay. To, yeah, yeah. That I was shocked with the way he spoke to her. Yeah. Like seeing that back. Like, no, I'm talking. I mean, don't get me wrong. With all, I mean, Erica is on Real House of, of Beverly Hills. Okay, she is a cast member. That being said... I do not, don't get it twisted that I am pro Tom by any means. I know. I know he, I know. He's a complete asshat. I'm and, just saying, but, like, like, learning so, more yeah. about that, like, adds a layer into it. For sure. Because we haven't really had to consider that much about what their daily life is like together because it just has seemed like they have none. Yeah. But so you, ju- you just almost sort of like we've all been sucked in a little bit by Erica's showy. Like, I live the life I want thing ever since she's been on that you don't really ever worry about her because it seems like she's totally okay with this lifestyle that she's chosen, which is that she's sort of single, but sort of not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But yeah, you're probably right. It's all probably I mean, I know it's all calculated. It's just like calculated how, you know, and we're never we're never going to really know all the details. Um. But it was as <laughs> this might seem so obvious, but I was like, oh, shit, you are right. It would be terrible to go up against a person this well connected uh, who's a lawyer. For sure. If this is a real situation yeah. where she's really divorcing him and he didn't want to, because I know now he he is petitioning to not have to pay any spousal support. Yeah. Um. Ugh. That would be scary. Yeah. 
No, I and agree that's with real. that. I and I've never, I had never really considered that because again, I've barely thought about Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Until now. Um, let's just finish all of our thoughts on Erica because she's obviously yeah. the star of this show. There, We had the whole section of her, like we said, in her little bitty dollhouse. Mm-hmm. With a pool and cabana. I oh forgot my that. God. Oh my gosh. I want to be in the I backyard. was dead. I was like, of course she's plotting to put a giant portrait of herself over her bed. Yes. There just could be nothing more fitting. And then, of course, <laughs> the two other bedrooms are being mapped out to basically be giant closets. Yeah. And she's still concerned that they won't contain everything they need to contain. As am I. And she... (laughs) I just think that it's so funny, like, just that there would be any shred of, like, oh, I'm poor now. Help me, I'm poor. I'm just, like... No. Erica, I'm not like I yes, your life has turned upside down, but this is like a dream. Like, are you kidding? Um, oh, but she did say, well, she told the story about when Tom said that thing at the table. Well, if you if you can afford her, you can have her. Oh, yeah. That was gross. I mean, that was just sad. That's shitty. Um, and I feel like gave more insight of like, okay, wow, yeah, like she really has been treated like an object in this marriage. Um, I think that for people it's hard cause it's like the judgment comes in when it's like, well, that was always the context of your marriage. Like you always knew why he was marrying you. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that like that could be very degrading over time to yeah. know there was a time in her life where she probably thought that this is the best it's going to get. Yeah. Um, and you have to like probably put away a lot of pieces of yourself to fit in that little object box, you know? Definitely. Oh, something like one thing that we said last night when we were watching was those assistants, especially the guy, they know everything. Yeah. They know more than anyone. Yeah. And I would just die to get him on for an interview i know well they their ndas are probably oh, yeah. like have them the size of, the an, of, of an apple agreement or something yeah for sure but they know where everything they know all the secrets and i'm yeah, dying they know where the bodies are hidden they do my only erica takeaway mm-hmm. my shining erica moment of uh-huh. the week was her outfit to the dumpling party the red and oh, black yeah. striped outfit with Uh the black knee-high boots thank you thank you for that because the fashion this week was uh, i was not feeling i thought the fashion for dumpling night was cute good i thought garcelle's like watermelon sugar looking thing i thought it was cute it was cute it was cute it was fine everybody was on a different dress code exactly and thank you erica for showing out wearing that because i saw (laughs) another dorit headband look (laughs) <laughs> it's become her signature thing. I am over yeah, it. If I, I, I'm over it. It's two parties in a row because the Parisian party, she had the Louis Vuitton dress um, with, with, the with the Louis Vuitton headband. And then she rocked another one at the dumpling party. And I'm like, Stop. we cannot yeah. do double. Ugh, I, I just wonder can't. if I it's can't. Like something to cover for some hair that needs to be. I don't know. Redone. I was not. Like this was extension a extension. This issues. was a. 
okay. a bad week. I thought the fashion was great at Dumpling Night. Um, I also have something to say about Sutton's fashion, if okay. that's okay. Okay, please. She came, what was this for? I loved her suede dress with the boots. So don't come for those. The poncho? Wasn't no, 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 no. Okay, you're talking about Dumpling Night. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I loved that outfit. There was an outfit in the middle of the episode. I can't remember what the occasion was, but she was wearing When she a, was mammogramming? Maybe. I don't <laughs> It She was wearing a blue and gray Dior poncho that had a skull on the front of it. Okay. And underneath, over a white Oxford button-up. And I know she tries to be like very stylish and expensive, but nothing screams like <laughs> punk rock more than a Dior <laughs> skull poncho. And I'm like, Sutton, you are not this girl, honey. I know. You are not. Like, overall, the poncho wasn't like, I'm not anti the poncho, but for her, it's underneath, a poncho. Under, yes, it's underneath a like poncho. a white button up, we're not buying it, Sutton. Like, uh, <laughs> it may, I didn't, I, I just couldn't stop focusing on it the whole segment. Wow. I yeah. didn't even notice it. Really, it. like, missed me with that. I don't like it. Okay. Well, you are missed. You have been missed. Um, <laughs> we need to talk about, thank God, the fact that Kyle and Dorit's drama has been diffused to nothing in comparison to Erica's explosive life life situations and so i was very relieved first off i was dying at the table when kyle just decides to openly tell the whole table that she thinks it's mercury in retrograde that's why her and dory were disagreeing and then she shoots it down to dory after dory <laughs> it was the is the mercury in retrograde what do you did you know that I think that's why. I think that's why. I was like, oh my God, Kyle. But it actually worked because I feel like since she did it in front of everyone and she did it in like a nice way that didn't seem, it just, Dory loves when someone brings something to her with very high stakes. And she likes to keep the stakes high if she can stay involved. And so I think that if Kyle had come with really grave, our friendship energy. Yeah. Dorit would have like, that would have bred Dorit, Doriting more. And like, she would have been like, I just don't know if we could get past this. Yeah. But because Kyle had that energy and everybody, it like diffused it. And yeah. then they went and they had their little talk and it was great. And I have to say, I feel vindicated and I feel vindicated on behalf of Kyle. It has once again been confirmed by Garcelle of all people. That indeed, Doreen is a long-winded speaker yep. and makes it difficult for people to get a word in edgewise. And I loved that Garcelle was like, oh, well, honey, should we put a time limit on her? Should we put it? Oh, and it's no offense, Doreen. You know you can get that way, right? I was like, yes. It was like the perfect way of calling someone out, but keeping it light. Yeah. And kind of, and Dory really had no way out of that one. Yeah. And now it has been, you know, yeah. be because I know that people get annoyed that Kyle can be oversensitive and overly anxious and overly make things about her sometimes. But I feel like there is some truth to her. I do think like we've talked about, there has been some truth to like Dory kind of comes for Kyle in a different way than she holds everybody else to. Yeah. So this was just nice. It was nipped in the bud. We are good. 
It was acknowledged. And then, of course, Dory, like, didn't want to lose an opportunity, though, to make sure she contributed to some other grave friendship issues, which are she basically revived Sutton and Crystal. And should we just jump into that? Yes, okay. absolutely. We've got it. We this has to be over. And Crystal looks more dumb by the day. I, I got to say, I was <laughs> I, I like Sutton's not my favorite person in the yeah, world. Yeah. I think if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that. Yeah. But when it comes to coat gate and <laughs> coat gate. naked violations, <laughs> I it's I'm oh team my Sutton. God. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm team Sutton. Crystal is like the more Crystal, Crystal you lost us with this one with talks this issue. about this, the more you know, and she's trying to say, I I I well, she told, I'm not going to bring it up to anyone. Yeah. And then she's like, well, people are asking me about it. It's like, well, you don't have to answer exactly. them. Exactly. Let's not act like just because somebody asks you something means you have to give them all the answers. I, and them playing not... those clips. I mean, here's the thing, though. I do feel like Crystal clearly caught wind that, like, this is getting to be too much. Like, I better address this because now I've, oops, I said I wasn't going to talk about it. And I've talked about it with basically the whole cast since it happened. So she actually ended up, like, initiating them going deeper with it at her dumpling night. Yeah. Um, I was proud of Sutton that she, like, decided I'm just going to address this head on. Well, I thought it was interesting kind of the way that Sutton handled it. Because at first she talked to Crystal. And they talked one-on-one. -on -one mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, so, like, we're done. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, yeah. And then they go out to the group. No, no, no. Here, I have some okay. insight. Okay. They agreed at the end of that that they were going to go have the rest of their talk in, in front, front of, of the, the cast. Okay, I missed because that Because too okay. much of the cast had been involved now. And they were like, yeah, let's just do it in front of everyone outside. Let's nip this in the bud so everyone knows when we end it, they're ending okay. it. Okay, gotcha. I missed that. My bad. Yeah, which I actually was like, okay, that's actually a great... Like that, it, we were just watching yeah. their like behind the scenes strategy. It came out a little okay. bit. Okay, um, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they dealt with that well. And yeah, it's like Crystal, stop! Every time you tell this tale, it gets embellished more. It gets creepier. We've all seen the shot of this thing happening a hundred times now. Yes, awkward, weird. Sutton didn't need to say. I don't know what's going on in here, but it was literally a five second event. And like, you yeah. cannot keep adding to it. Like that is fucked up. And to say she violated you. Yes, well, you that is when you not correct. You've started to lose the plot a little bit when you're if you come out and say something is creepy and then that thing proves not to really be creepy. Yeah. But then keep talking about how creepy it is. The rest of the people around you are like, Ah, uh, maybe you're the weirdo, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty normal, you know, yeah. and I thought I thought it was interesting because so Crystal was on Watch What Happens Live mm -hmm. and I was a little surprised with how she like she seemed apologetic. I thought she was going to come for Sutton a lot more because, you know, oh. that like they've been battling and there's stuff coming up in future weeks and stuff. But she was very much like trying to repair reputation. Yeah, I yeah, for sure, for sure. And she also, I think, realizes that she, that was stupid. And something that I do appreciate is that basically on Dumbling Night, she said, 
I projected my own shit on that whole situation. Yeah. And I don't deny that. Like, I'm sure that's true. It's just like, okay, yeah, you need to own that it's all your thing. And that, like, there's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, it's over for now. I (laughs) would love to not hear about coats anymore. Yeah, I would love to not hear about Coatgate. Um, (laughs) Okay, a few other things that are standouts that I think we need to discuss. Okay. Garcelle meeting with a matchmaker. Okay. I am just so desirous to see her googly in love. And I feel like we needed this scene. I think Garcelle deserved this segment because I think that she has, we, we just haven't gotten to see this side of her. And I think that a lot of people get rubbed wrong for, by her because she's sort of always been like an adjacent supporter of an annoying person in a drama, but like, and like is opinionated and sometimes just says things rudely. And then we never see this side of her. So I loved seeing this side of her. I think she is so lovely. I think that what she described makes a lot of sense of why she's got like a harder exterior. And I just really want to see her fall in love. Me too. I think she, she deserves, deserves it. it. She's a great, she's a great gal. Yeah. Rena and Erica met up. Another awkward event where you knew Erica felt like she needed to do this for the cameras as part of the whole calculated strategy. Rena was being Rena and was being like her frantic, anxious, like hyperventilating self when she's excited that she's been chosen to be like, told something or let in on something. Yeah. And you're just like, Rena, like, just please. Well, Erica's like, hi, (laughs) how are things? And you're like, we all know you're just dying for when Erica's going to start opening up about the divorce. Like, just calm down. Well, and Erica knows that Rena's the person to go to if you want this information getting disseminated out to other people as well. Right. (laughs) Which I didn't feel like there was a lot of new stuff there. No. I know it was just part of her whole threaded thing. Yeah, retread. But that was just awkward. It felt like very, oh, but Erica, (laughs) we cannot forget. Erica had a stoned vagina at the dumpling party. Uh, A specifically stoned batch. That was something something else. A hot toddy. All the girls were like, do you have some? No. I would like some. All I have to say is that we need to find out where to get this oil. And that's all. (laughs) That's it. I'm sure everybody's everybody wants to know. Because it's one thing to have CBD, but THC? Like, whoa. And whoa. I mean, yeah, we'll we just need to do some research. Um, oh. I was very jealous of Crystal's cousins in the kitchen. I was just like, they are living like the dream right now. You know that they were like dying, that they got to be in that scene and like be adjacent to it and like observe from the kitchen. Oh my God. Oh, and I wanted to eat all of those dumplings. Oh, the dumplings looked amazing. Yeah, gosh. Um, One of my favorite moments of the episode was at the Parisian party at the beginning where Kyle does the best Kathy Hilton imitation oh, about how that was she the best can be thing ever. about how she can be long-winded and so she she just cuts things off so she's like her shorthand her shorthand yeah that's what i meant her shorthand she goes so i was talking to him and well you know and, and then, then i just 
And then of course, and then like just seeing Rena go, uh-huh, like when they played it back from yeah. other times that's happened at dinner at Tahoe, <laughs> that combined with. And then she did it. And then she did it. Yeah. That combined with one of my, I just really enjoy when a group of a gaggle of women are around <laughs> and something happens and they all go, at once it just fills my heart with joy and yeah. that happened like two or three times it happened when kyle told the story and when we found out that erica's vagina was high <laughs> and there's just a gr ah! and it yeah. just gives me so much joy it's true that's a good point i want to go back and record those moments yeah so that's all i got kathy going when she's sympathizing with erica about Oh, well, you know, when someone's on the front of a magazine, it is just not good, you know, and you don't really. Well, you know, <laughs> and everyone's and looking everyone's around like, the table. She's doing it right now. <laughs> that was so funny. Wait, okay. last thing. Sutton's mammogram. I love Kyle for forcing her friend to do this. And I was like, Sutton. You are being a child. Get your breasts examined so you can live a longer life. Like, please. Please do that. I mean, I like, yeah, that was just, those are the moments for me with Sutton where I'm just like, ah, oh, you're so annoying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know it's anxiety. And as someone who has struggled with anxiety at different points in life, I felt I felt bad when Kyle's like, I'm able to have a lot of empathy for her. And I was like, I should, but like, I can't half the time with this woman. Cause I just feel like she can work herself into a panic attack over anything. Oh yeah. No, she can't. Because she That's can't the, handle yeah. a lot. Cause she's so like prim and proper. And she has tiny legs. <laughs> and what's the, what's her new car? A fucking uh, $350,000 McLaren. No, she got a Bentley. Bentley, Bentley. Oh, excuse me. Okay. But yeah, this was chock full of like just lots of gems, lots of gems because we've got Erica's stuff is finally cracking open. We get to compare that with what we know not from Erica in real time. And then we've got all of these lovely classic little housewife um, tensions that you need for a season to feel fun and we've got like a lot of different ones going yeah we've only just begun with we've the erica stuff and the timelines are a little bit confusing for me it feels yeah. like i'm watching westworld or something <laughs> i need a cork board and some red string because I'm all over the fucking place when it comes to trying to figure out the timelines and who knew what I when know, i know is she a real Our person? Our attempts at being like amateur investigators are hilarious because we're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so bear with us if you have read something since that conflicts with anything we said in the timeline. We do not claim to be historians, okay? If you're going to Us Weekly for your timelines, they may or may not be incorrect. I mean, That's isn't just... Us Weekly peer-reviewed? It is. It's <laughs> it's reviewed by peers. Um, it's a notch up from Wikipedia. Definitely. <laughs> okay, we love you. Have an amazing week. Don't melt out there like we are in this closet right now. And um, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.